Yeah, so Stardust is developing a digital health platform for neurological diseases, and in particular Parkinson's disease, that's where we start. And we actually have two types of function for, for this platform. One is the symptom quantification, uh, to get a value of your symptoms, because there is no biomarkers for many of these diseases. And we use that using mathematical models. And once we have those, we're now in the position of optimizing treatments. Welcome to this episode of Speed of Life. This is a podcast series focusing on innovations accelerating towards better health. My name is Björn and I am co-hosting this episode together with my colleague Diana. A very warm welcome to you. Let's jump into this episode. Yes, hello to all the listeners of this episode and a warm welcome to our two guests today, Daniel Petrini and Alexander Medvedev from Stardots. Thank you for joining us today in this podcast. Thank you. Uh, Would you you like to introduce yourselves? Yeah, uh, I will start. So my name is Daniel Petrini and I am the CEO and founder of co-founder of Stardots. And I have a background in research and development I have a PhD from Uppsala University in inorganic chemistry. Uh, and my dissertation was in 2008, so 13 years ago. And um, I've been working in R&D ever since. Uh, from steel research to material science in general. And uh, my last job before startups was uh, technical manager of ISCAR that made uh, cutting tools, uh, cemented carbides. And it was excellent, but I wanted something more and uh, save the world, actually. So I started Startups uh, 2016. Yeah, well, <coughs> uh, I'm Alexander Medvedev, and I'm a scientific lead at Startups. It's a part-time job. Otherwise, I'm a professor of automatic control at Uppsala University. Uh, I was born and educated in uh, Soviet Russia in St. Petersburg, so I got my PhD from that place. Uh, then I moved to uh, Luleå and started uh, at Luleå University of Technology, uh, while mostly uh, dealing with uh, applications of automatic control in the process industry, pulp and paper, steel, mining, you name it. And then, uh, well, I got invitation from Uppsala, moved to Uppsala, got professorship here. And uh, well, since the scenery is kind of diffi- different, uh, so I decided to change to biomedical applications. So since t- 2002, I work exclusively with uh, medical stuff. Thank you. Uh, you both are co-founders of the company. How come you chose the different ways? Daniel, how come? you became the CEO of the company? Uh, well, uh, the thing was that I started uh, startups uh, all by myself, but we had a different approach back then. But, um, but then uh, I had the fortunate to meet Alexander Medvedev at the symposium and uh, we got very interested in each other's uh, field of applications and, and R&D. And uh, yeah, so we started with a project, and the project became the company. So this is Stardust 2.0, I would say. And uh, 
so I'm, I'm CEO. Hmm. Um, and Alexander, your role today at oh. Stardots? Well, it's uh, uh, well. I always feel that uh, uh, academic research is kind of limiting. So what you do is basically you publish paper and then you publish one more paper. But what is really exciting to me is to see how advanced science works in practice. And it has been so for quite a while. Uh, even uh, during my time in Soviet Union, I was involved in uh, um, controlling airplanes. Uh, so it, it was uh, real stuff. And it's um, exciting uh, to see how you can improve uh, quality and uh, performance in real systems. Mm -hmm. So when I uh, switch to uh, biomedical applications, uh, I still have that feeling of being limited. And uh, yeah, I'm not so good at business. <laughs> so I'm here to help. <laughs> I definitely needed a partner. <laughs> and then I was lucky to, to meet uh, Daniel. And well, that's how it started. Hmm? And what is your role today? My role is uh, basically to translate uh, uh, research results into uh, products. Mm -hmm. So I uh, look into the algorithms and mathematical models that we use in our products and uh, help uh, to translate them into software. Yeah, our products is based on very deep tech and advanced science. So we need Alexander's help to, to ensure that we're on the right path. Um, Stardust was founded in 2015, yeah? Yeah, yeah, end yeah. of 2000. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, what has happened during these years? Well, as I started to say, Stardust 1.0, we made an application platform for R&D. And we built that for two years. And then we, we did some diabetes applications, MS applications, and even a biosensor application. And we were on the hunt for, for more projects. And that's why I attended the, the symposium that Alexander was on. And uh, yeah, we approached each other, I would say. And, uh, and the project was um, the Parkinson and a specific module of the, our application platform, or I mean, uh, digital health platform. But uh, it wasn't just uh, one application. It was we needed databases in the cloud. We needed computational power in the cloud. It was under compliance and regulatory affairs. So it was too big to be managed as a project, actually. And uh, we decided to, to shift uh, the bearing of the company to just do this Parkinson platform. So what was the reason behind the shift going from diabetes care and, and multiple sclerosis to Parkinson? Um, because those were sort of um, uh, one application was limited in scope, uh, just one project actually. But this was more uh, deep tech, it was based on more deep tech. And, um, it could be applied to many areas of neuroscience, I would say, even um, Alzheimer's, for example, and ALS. And also, from an investor perspective, it was easier to get uh, the investor's attention when you're using uh, digital health and life science, because you, it's very easy to identify the market, the, the need, the cost, uh, and the, yeah, the, the return of investment, I would say. Mm. 
And how has your different experiences uh, contributed to the development of the company? Well, of course, Alexander is his. Um, uh, he has the scientific knowledge of everything. I would say, and perhaps I have a more business approach. And uh, and that's exactly what is needed mm -hmm. to make it on that market. Yeah, uh, we 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 also started uh, this work uh, together with uh, Uppsala University Hospital and uh, our quite valued colleague there mm -hmm. is uh, Doug Nihon, mm -hmm. who is uh, one of the leading e experts in uh, neurology, clinical neurology. So the whole project is uh, aimed at uh, satisfying the existing needs in clinic mm. when uh, neurological diseases are treated. Yeah. And those diseases are basically lifelong and need advanced ther uh, therapy. Uh, most of them cannot be cured either. So it's, uh, it's an important task and it cannot be solved uh, without active participation of uh, clinical researchers and uh, physicians. Sure, that's good. We we often say that you know you're always welcome to give credit to others in this <laughs> podcast. <so. laughs> Dog me home. You're listening. That's fine. I'm a bit curious. By you said you've been working as in R and D for most of your career, mm. Daniel, before you know kicking off startups, mm. and now you're focusing on the business part. Mm. Is it something that you have been interested in before, or? Yeah, I've had some interest in it before. I've had other companies driven, smaller IT companies. Uh, but the last job I was uh, technical manager was actually a sort of sales organization for an Israeli company. So I learned a lot about markets and sales and the business perspective. And that's also science, actually. So it's it's not so easy. And uh, to do it right and um, with the heart, it's it's also a challenge. It's also science of human interaction. Uh, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. So mm. building networks and uh, relationships, relationships, mm -hmm. Mm. building trust, trust, that's important. Yeah. I agree. Would you tell us the story behind the name Stardot? Yeah, it's really interesting. Actually, I was um, I was in Florida with my family uh, two months before I started Stardots because the, I made the final decision in Florida that, okay, I'm going to start my own company. I'm going to jump off this ship. That was excellent salary and company cars and everything. So, um, and then I was thinking about dots in the essence of connect the dots, because I was very interested in, um, uh, the data analytical part of my jobs prior to this, uh, to da gain data-driven insights. So DOTS was a very good name uh, to connect the DOTS, actually. But uh, DOTS was also a dog breeding <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. company <laughs> in, in germ shopping, and um, so it was all over the place. And we was riding down to Key West, and uh, we, had, uh, we were drinking uh, Starbucks. <laughs> so I combined the two to start <laughs> DOTS. <laughs> so that's, that's the name. It's very scientific, though. Oh, yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of research. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's a merging approach. Yes. <laughs> like medicine and technology. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, now to the, to, the, to the company and the product. How would you present your business and what you do to a person who is not familiar with the industry? 
Yeah, so Stardust is developing a digital health platform for neurological diseases, and in particular Parkinson's disease. That's where we're starting. And we actually have two types of function for, for this platform. One is the symptom quantification, uh, to get a value of your symptoms, because there is no biomarkers for many of these diseases. And we use that using mathematical models. And once we have those, we're now in the position of optimizing the treatments to offer a precision medicine service to the patient. That is of great value. Perhaps you can elaborate some? Yes, most of those uh, therapies uh, in uh, advanced uh, diseases, neurological diseases, they have to be individualized to be effective, and uh, especially to, to avoid uh, side effects. So uh, physicians spend a lot of time at uh, you know, examining uh, the patient's reaction mm -hmm. to medication or to, to stimulation and uh, dosing it correctly. Um, then um, we all know that time is limited mm -hmm. and patients are many. So what would you do? So one can imagine some kind of psychic physician that can just you know, individualize the therapy by, by looking at, uh, mm -hmm. at the patient. But that guy would be quite busy, right? Probably. Many, many, <laughs> many <laughs> patients and just 24 hours a day. So um, it's infeasible, even in this uh, quite uh, wonderful scenario, it's infeasible. So uh, the goal of Stardust is to create a software that would allow uh, any qualified physician to come very close to that psychic mm. person and uh, deliver uh, optimized uh, settings for therapy in like 90% of time. Mm. Exactly. And that will benefit the patient and uh, the caregiver and also the society as large because of, of the economics, because these diseases cost a lot of money. I think Parkinson's cost like $200 billion per year worldwide. Well, neurological diseases, in, including a stroke, uh, they cost society as much as uh, cardiac diseases, diabetes and cancer put together. Mm. Uh, uh, since uh, the therapies are quite effective, uh, people live longer with a neurological condition. And then, uh, for some reason, it... Uh, uh, the diseases get younger. I mean, during the, the last 25 years, uh, the medium age of a neurological patient dropped 37%. Mm. So we have more and more people with those conditions. Uh, and uh, the main goal in treatment is to maintain uh, life quality. Mm. So it's a, it's, a, it's a key question. Exactly. A huge mm. market, of course. Yeah, yeah. They often say that uh, the most expensive patient is the one who gets the wrong treatment. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Could you give me an example of how, how, how your data can, can help? What it, in, yeah, what it is that you do? Uh, how can you affect? Well, uh, what we are particularly uh, involved in right now is a therapy called deep brain stimulation that is used in uh, neurology, but also for treati treating uh, mental conditions. So it's a, a Parkinson's disease, essential tremor, 
for neurological uh, diseases and uh, Tourette's uh, syndrome for mental. Um, uh, well, uh, the system is quite uh, simple. It's uh, quite often called a pacemaker for the brain. Mm-hmm. But, but, uh, of course, it's not because uh, the brain is much more complex uh, uh, compared to the heart. So, but the components are the same. We we have an electrode that is implanted into the brain and uh, delivers pulses uh, of electricity to certain target, and that ca- target is selected depending on the condition the patient has. And then there is a pulse generator implanted once again, but on the chest of the patient, and, and a wire that connects uh, the electrode to the generator. Uh, and uh, well, uh, in this setting, uh, the physician has to select uh, pulse frequency, amplitude, and pulse length to achieve desired result and avoid uh, side effects of stimulation. Uh, well, and it appears that it's not an easy thing. So those settings are highly individual, and the physician spends like weeks uh, finding good settings and. In many cases, uh, the procedure is not optimized completely. Uh, While from medical literature, we know that up to 25% of patients, they suffer side effects of stimulation. So what we do, uh, we we, we try to predict optimal uh, stimulation uh, parameters for deep brain stimulation, and then measure uh, the effect on the patient which makes it possible to solve uh, the problem kind of mathematically and enable the physician to perform, uh, to, to, to produce optimal results in short time. And what's important that it's, it's, it's systematic. So no matter what physician is performing the procedure, the result will be approximately the same. Well, at least that's the vision <laughs> for the project. Yeah. And also not to forget the, the symptom quantification, the progressive markers, that's also part of our platform. Uh, and I can relate to my son's diabetes, he has diabetes type 1. And um, there is some advancement in the insulin area, but the, the advancement that's made most dif- a difference for us, and for us as a family and for him as a patient, is the medtech devices and digital health. We can monitor him uh, using these platforms and statistics. And we can also have uh, remote care. So he seldom needs to go to the hospital. So that is also part of the, the business approach of Starlets, actually. But it's, uh, well, it's, uh, it's a very timely, I would say, approach because um, uh, when it comes to deep brain stimulation, uh, uh, each pa- patient gets back to clinic once a year. Uh, well, we know that the disease is developing all the time and uh, the life situation of the patient changes. Uh, so uh, adjustments of stimulation are needed more often than once a year. So uh, those tools that we develop for monitoring everyday activities of the patient are quite essential. And it's also uh, encourage uh, the patient to participate in uh, optimization of procedure because, well, the patient is ultimately interested <laughs> in the outcome and the result. So um, that's uh, the vision. Exactly. 
And I can also relate to my son's diabetes once again there because for 40, 50 years ago, uh, you went to the hospital once every second month to get a blood sugar value. But now we, we monitor him like 14, 15 times a day. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can imagine the results in, in the complications later. But then also, I mean, we cannot automate that process completely. I mean, it is quite necessary that we have the physician Oh yeah, sure. No, no, no. Of course. Uh, most of the uh, neurological conditions are quite complex. Mm. Um, that's one of the reasons why they cannot be treated uh, properly now. Uh, so, um, uh, well, technical tools are essential. They're useful. They spare time, but still, uh, the doctor's judgment is. The, yeah, the, of course. The, well, the, the most critical part. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also, as, as you say, they need um, some kind of decision support as well. So they need all the data or the, you know, the translated data into something that's tangible. Yeah, uh, so your customer is the healthcare. Uh, is that a challenge or how do you work? Yeah, it's a huge challenge. That? Yeah. yeah. So the reimbursement uh, barriers are large uh, to get uh, recurrent revenues actually from the healthcare system. And I think it's difficult in Sweden, but uh, we see some positive signs from Germany and their digital act that will lower the barriers to entry for, for a platform like Startups. And I think Spain is follow suit as well. So probably the whole of EU will, will have this uh, incentives that uh, the doctor can write a prescription for digital health solutions. In what stage is the Startups right now? Uh, we are s building up the company actually, so we are seven to eight people right now, and we plan to be, I don't know, 15 within a year. And uh, we're hiring people, and we're doing. It's a complex product because we need programmers, we need mathematical modeling, we need uh, compliance and regulatory affairs, and we need management, of course. And so it's, mm -hmm. it's a huge company. Well, the customer is definitely healthcare, but it's global sure. healthcare. Yeah. And uh, well, uh, that uh, therapy I was talking about, the brain stimulation, it, it can be performed in many countries, but you see that um, uh, it, it is performed in many countries, but the results are quite uh, different in each country. So uh, it appears to be a challenge to, to find optimal optimal settings. So the, the surgery, uh, neurosurgery that is necessary to install or implant uh, the system, it's, a, it's, a, it's an easier part uh, than uh, programming the system properly and obtaining optimal results. Mm. And uh, that's something we can do uh, distantly. Yeah. I mean, uh, for, for us, it doesn't matter where the patient is. We, we can help uh, to deliver better result with the existing uh, uh, internet technology. So, uh, global healthcare. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> and I have an example of that because uh, we were, we generate a lot of uh, interest from Japan, actually. Uh, we were on this conference um, because in Japan they have problems with Parkinson's, of course, but they also have an aging population. And that's also a factor that drives a lot of Parkinson patients. I don't know if it's a myth or not, but I've heard that if we were to live until we're 120 years old, we would all get Parkinson's disease. 
So that is the end of the spectrum, sort of. And cancer as well, so you yeah. need to find a solution for that. <laughs> that yeah, 3.0. Exactly. So you're a couple of years into the company. Are there any learnings that, w that you could share with us? Uh, what lessons have you learned? Is there anything you would have done differently if you were to restart? Mm, no. <laughs> I was a bit naive because I thought it was easy to, to get investors and it was um, easy building the company, but it wasn't. Mm -hmm. But if I knew that before, maybe I shouldn't <laughs> haven't had started started. So. Um, so it's better not to know everything. No, exactly. <laughs> Take it as it comes. Well, uh, from my perspective, I mean, I've been university teacher all my life, basically. Despite all those applied projects, uh, what I was doing just teaching, and. Uh, in our culture, in uh, academic culture, it's important to be humble. That's what you learn. And uh, um, you get acknowledged for that. Sticking out is not an option. <laughs> but uh, definitely, when it comes to business, it's a wrong strategy. Mm. So learning how to, to promote your ideas and push for them, it's... it's uh, it's, it's mm. something to learn. It's something to learn. And also uh, to take advantage of everything that's given to you. Uh, all the relationships that you can build. I went to every symposium and everything and every conference just to generate uh, interest and, and to get us funded. Because that, that's the most, I would say, single important part besides the technology itself mm. is to, to get funded. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, uh, It was overlooked by me to some degree. Right. And what are you most proud of having achieved? Question for both of you. I would say the, the collaboration with Alexander and uh, also the academic uh, hospital, uh, I would say. Well, that, uh, I don't feel that we have achieved <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> something yet. When we, we have the products, uh, well, then, then I can say we, we have achieved something. But uh, yeah, well, I'm quite amazed by how fast it has developed. Mm -hmm. I mean, compared what happens in research, this is really fast. Mm -hmm. And now it's, it's getting real. So, so you have a company, you have uh, employed staff that works on those ideas full time. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it feels really amazing. Yeah. Yeah, we have new office spaces right now and yeah, we're close to 10 people, so. Yeah, but that's one of the benefits, I would say, uh, developing software comparison to developing maybe a more technological part or a diagnostic tool or something like that. But uh, uh, what we're trying to achieve is a kind of um, uh, cross-disciplinary thing. So uh, uh, the company will have uh, people with quite different background mm -hmm. and uh, of uh, high educational level. I believe only one person doesn't have a PhD, right? Yeah, so only <laughs> 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 Master of Science. So. <laughs> Something that is uh, becoming very important to new to attract new employees uh, is a company's uh, culture, vision and Values is that something that you talk about or work with? Um, yeah, we work with it, and uh, but we also have help because this platform is uh, promises to bring so much good to society and human hu humankind. So um, 
I think it's it's easy to attract uh, employees, mm. actually. In the hiring process, we, we press on that. This is our vision. We want to help the patient to get a better quality of life. We want to help the caregiver to get uh, better treatments, to give better treatments. And um, we also want to help, uh, as I said before, the economic aspects. Mm. Mm. And they must uh, adhere to that. They must uh, accept that. And they all do. So I, I think it's... We work on it like that, at least. And it's going to be for real, and we are going to get those products out on the market. Mm-hmm. That's my ne- next question. What's your visions for the future, and how are you going to get there? Yeah, vision for the future. Uh, to launch in Europe, to launch in the US, and Japan, and South Korea. In that what time? Two years, two, three years in Europe, and... Uh, Maybe an additional year in the U.S. and then Japan in, I don't know, four or five years ago. And also to expand to other areas of uh, diseases, not just doing Parkinson's and related. So um, So you have more ideas in your portfolio or in your pipeline, so to say. Exactly. And also our investors, uh, BNB Global, they want us to do this. You, uh, You must think big and visionary. Otherwise, we're not interested, actually, so... You are. You should become the biggest in um, neurotech and digital health for neuroscience. So that's our. That's a nice vision. Yeah, that's our <laughs> vision. That's our company goal. I, th- I still think that your ambition to save the world is is a bit bigger than that. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> One step at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, we, now we, we concentrate on uh, deep brain stimulation because it's uh, it's a therapy that is. Uh, easy to, to, to understand for, for an engineer. Um, but uh, a similar approach can be used in uh, pharmacare uh, therapies. So in Parkinson's disease and in other diseases, we have this problem of uh, dosing drugs and maintaining, uh, a, well, uh, continuous effect of, of the therapy. So um, it's quite feasible to, to address other types of therapies using the same tools that we apply to deep brain stimulation, especially when it comes to quantification of uh, symptoms. And uh, all those uh, functions uh, for quantification of symptoms, uh, they can be used by patients on their own. So um, we also plan to, to, to have a free of charge app that helps uh, Parkinson disease patients to quantify their own symptoms. Uh, that's uh, yeah, in a non-intrusive way. In non-intrusive way, yes. yeah, yeah, and using standard uh, hardware like smartphones, yeah, as well. Tablets and, exactly. uh, Sounds watches. great. Mm. Yeah. So we're not developing our own hardware; it's just mm. software. Mm. Uh, as you know, Stuns is part of the innovation system that exists here and we believe that there are opportunities in being part of uh, strong clusters and ecosystems and we are always interested in how we could help making it even stronger and better. Uh, What do you see as the advantage of having your business in Uppsala? There's a lot of advantages actually. Um, We have the university here uh, so that's how I met Alexander and it's also a recruitment point uh, anchor point for recruitments. And um, 
Uppsala has a strong history in life science as well, so we know this part. Uh, that is good. And we also have University Hospital. So I think that's um, really important for us to have the clinical aspects on board from day one, helping us de develop this product into, into the market. So that is really good. And also the incubator system, Uppsala Innovation Center, we're part of that. That's helped us a lot. Uh, without them, I don't know if <laughs> startups would be alive, actually. So I owe them a lot. Um, and also the, the initial investment from Uppsala University Invest. Uh, maybe perhaps the funding wasn't uh, too large, but uh, it wasn't a quality mark. So we can apply for even bigger funds. So that was really helpful as well. Mm. Great mm. to hear. Uh, do you think you could get even better advantage of uh, what Uppsala has to offer? One thing that's according to me that is lacking uh, is to have more investors. That is Uppsala based actually. Because most of the investors that I approached was based in Stockholm. Mm. And um, so have more investors readily available here is really important for me. Uh, well, and another benefit of, of Uppsala is that it's still a small town. So despite the fact that it's uh, the fourth uh, largest city in Sweden, mm. still it feels quite small. Mm. I mean, it, you can walk uh, anywhere. Mm. I mean, it takes me 10 minutes from, from, from the campus to, to, to the university hospital. And uh, well, 15 minutes uh, to, start to the company. <laughs> so so it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. And I, I believe uh, that's a kind of a cozy atmosphere. Uh, well, it's very helpful in uh, establishing contacts with people. Mm. It's much easier compared to Stockholm. Yeah. And it's uh, amazing because many people uh, in Uppsala, they work in Stockholm. And uh, I know several examples when people living in Stockholm, well, myself, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, work in uh, Uppsala. But, uh, well, that uh, small-scale uh, town, it's kind of a, a benefit, I would say. Uh, yeah. From a large perspective, world perspective, it wouldn't probably matter whether you reside in Stockholm or Uppsala. It's still quite small cities. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Northern Europe. compared yeah. to China. Exactly. And do you see a way how you could help others? Uh, other entrepreneurs? Yeah. Yeah. I give uh, one lecture each year to, to other companies in Uppsala Innovation Center. And I try to get them, give them my best learnings from startups experience. That's one way. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, when somebody reaches out for help, I always try to help them as well. We're all in the same boat here in Uppsala, actually, so we need to help each other, I would say. And it's, it's becoming a more vibrant startup community here, I would say. And um, so we, we're shaping up really good. And I think Uppsala is prone to have more digital health companies, uh, partly due to the life science history, uh, but also the university and the university hospitals. So I see much more companies emerging in that market. <laughs> well, uh, making products uh, out of uh, research results, that's uh, one side of the picture. Another side uh, is um, 
uh, while it's important to, to, to give students at the university a wider perspective uh, and a connection to startups uh, is really a wonderful possibility. It's a win-win because uh, students, so they uh, can take uh, student projects or uh, thesis projects uh, with startups and see uh, in practice how things develop. And it's uh, very encouraging. Um, uh, well, at the same time, the startups, they get qualified workforce. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's one of the main benefits uh, with Uppsala. We have a highly qualified specialist in mm -hmm. virtually any area. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is uh, quite essential in our business. Mm -hmm. Just need to attract them then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pay well and treat yeah, them well. Pay well. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, uh, but, but, but it's amazing how much, uh, I mean, a uh, good course means. So it's not just salary and, you know, a nice office. It's, it's always something uh, some extra value yeah uh, that we can offer because the challenge is huge mm. and the problems we we fight the really cardinal problems of our society how to optimize uh health and make it affordable um, no and we're, we're not developing a new poker site <laughs> we're trying to save the world actually so yeah, that's good. Yeah, and we, from our perspective, we think you're really spot on to things. Um, we see that, you know, any kind of doctor in healthcare are in desperate need of having decision support tools in general, because we're also getting a higher and higher resolution of the human body and the physiology, and especially the brain is quite difficult to, to understand, and they are not psychic, even if, <laughs> if we wish for that. Uh, and I think also, you know, with precision medicine, it, it's it's a lot on you know on, on everybody's mind at the moment so i think you know it would be easier also for those kind of tools to get into healthcare at least for validation and then of course business is business but we also see you know uh, an emerging field uh, within the digital health health tech and you know combining uh, you know traditional tech with life science and it's a quite an interesting field where i see that it will attract a lot of money in the future and we haven't seen much yet so so we we will follow your journey and and a lot of th thanks to you to coming here to discuss this matter with us and presenting your company in our podcast so thank you, very, thank much. you. Thank you very much for having us yeah. yes mm -hmm. thank Good. you very much thank you thanks This podcast series is developed and produced by Stuns Life Science. Stuns is a foundation creating sustainable growth through private-public collaborations. Thank you for listening and for more information about this podcast and as well as about Stuns, please visit our website lifescience.stuns.se and follow us on LinkedIn where you will find us under our name. <laughs>